going to go, continue to go on in the word of the Lord. John chapter 20, uh, verse 24 says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So apparently Jesus showed up. As you know, this scripture is being... We're picking up from Jesus Christ being raised from the dead, and he's rose. And as he's rose, risen from the dead, he showed himself to his disciples. They are apostles now. He showed himself to them, and so when he showed himself to them, Thomas was not there. But this is where the scripture picked up. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciple therefore said unto him, "We have seen the Lord." So because Thomas wasn't there. Uh, they was telling Thomas, Thomas, we have seen the Lord, meaning he said he would be risen from the dead. And guess what? He rose from the dead. And we know it because we saw him, Thomas. Mm. We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, this is what Thomas' response was, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of his nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not. How many of us in here, until Jesus do this, I ain't never going to believe that. Okay. Amen. Okay, Thomas. I'll call you Thomas Amen. for now. I'll call you Thomas for now. If you're sitting there saying, I don't know about all that. I, I came today because, you know, yeah, church is good. And, you know, I believe Jesus is kind of real. But all some of that stuff that y'all do, I don't know about that until I get to see it for myself. I don't know. I hear you. 26. After. Huh, I don't know what God's going to do today. Help me today, Jesus. After eight days. Again, his disciples were within. They were in the house. And Thomas was now with them. Then came Jesus. The doors being shut. So Thomas says, unless I can touch the prince in the hand and in the side, I'm not believing. So, because they're all disciples, give Thomas credit. He didn't abandon ship totally. He was still with the believers. So now they're together again. And all of a sudden, the Bible said Jesus appeared and the doors were shut. Y'all think he a ghost, but he not a ghost. He had that body now. He has that resurrected body that we will one day have if we keep on going the right way. He had that body that allowed him to just walk through walls and walk through doors. I know you want to think that. I don't know about that. That's on you. You're Thomas. Okay? So you can believe whatever you want. So Jesus showed up. So now that he showed up and stood in the midst, yes, this is what he said when he showed up. Peace be unto you. You know what he's trying to tell him? I'm not a ghost. And he always greeted them by saying peace. So when he said peace be unto you, they knew right away, oh, it's the Savior. It's the Savior. Thomas must have been like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. Peace be unto you. 27. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither. Now, remember when Thomas was talking about Jesus, he wasn't there. He was just talking to the disciples. Yeah, I don't know about y'all seeing him. I hear you that you saw him. I didn't see him. And unless I, I'm not believing that stuff. That's what he said. Jesus wasn't present. You don't think my God is all knowing? You cannot believe it if you want, but I'm telling you, Jesus is all knowing. And as soon as you're going to doubt him, he's going to show up on the scene. And he showed up and he says, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. We need to start doing some believing around this place. We, 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 can't, we, we, we can't keep going just, just kind of, uh, yeah, I can see that. That's not believing. I can see that. You're still negotiating in your mind. You're, you're, I know how people negotiate in their mind because I do it all the time. So when I'm not certain about something, I talk about it. 
you do the same too. When you're not sure about something, you talk about it. You're raising questions or you're saying things to try to get to a point. You're trying to understand things, so you're talking about it. Because when you understand it, ain't nothing to talk about no more. (laughs) And so, 28 says, And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Can I tell you something you didn't know right there? Thomas was saying, Jesus Christ is God. Lord means ruler. Lord is usually a, 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 a high-ranking ruler. That's what Lord means. So it's, it's, it's dealing with the natural. But then he said, my God. He was only talking about Jesus, right? He only touched Jesus' hand, right? He only touched Jesus' side. And when he did it, he says, my Lord and my God. What he's saying is, you are really God in flesh. You are really God manifested. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. This is heavy. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. What are you trying to see? What are you trying to see? Because if you got to see something before you believe, ain't no blessing flowing your way. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. If you got to see it to believe it, you've been missing your blessing. You want to know how you've been missing your blessing? Show me. Show me. I heard that God is real. Yeah, but show me. And so many people are walking around in this life, missing out on the blessing God has for them. Because all they're saying is, you have to show me. Listen to me. Friday evening at Mercer County Correctional Facility and then this morning in the Sunday School Young People class, let me repeat to you what I've been repeating since Friday evening. People want to know what is Jesus up to for their life. Because a lot of times when things are not working for us, we're looking, as the preacher said last week, we're looking to blame or accuse or try to figure something out. It can't be you why things are the way it is. It's somebody else's fault. Somebody didn't do right. Somebody's not working it out. So guess what? The reason why you are where you are, the reason why things are going the way it's going in your life is because somebody. But let me tell you something about Jesus. I'm telling you, I've lived it and I continue to live it. You will never know what Jesus has in store for you until you do the very first thing he told you to do. That's heavy. It's easy, but it's heavy. So what are, what are you saying, preacher? I saw a vision one time. And I was in Asia somewhere. And I was, I was feeding the poor and I was preaching. I know that came from God. And I know one day that's where I'm going to be. Okay. Don't do it. Don't do what he tells you to do after he show you that and see if you ever get the Asia feeding and preaching. Go ahead and try that. It don't work. You have to take all the little steps before you get to that place. You can't get to Asia. Paul didn't get, oh God, it's so much. Paul didn't get to Rome on a straight directed flight or on a straight sail of the boat. Paul went through shipwreck. Paul went through getting beaten. Paul went through a lot of stuff to get to Rome. God let him know. God told him, Paul, you're going to Rome. He didn't tell him what was going to happen in between to get to Rome. Is Paul the greatest apostle ever lived that preached the word and gave us the New Testament? Yes, he is. But when God found him on the road to Damascus and God got him, God said to him, he will suffer many things for my name. Paul didn't know what he was going to go through. Paul didn't understand everything. But guess what? He took the first step. You know what the first step was? Go read it for yourself. What was Paul's first step when God knocked him down and says, why persecutest thou me? You know the first thing Paul said that started everything? What must I do, Lord? That was the very first thing the Apostle Paul said. What must I do, Lord? And that's where it started. We cannot get to where Jesus is trying to take us until we say, what must 
I do, Lord. You can't, you can't boss God. You can't make God do what you want. You have to really understand what must I do, Lord. Thomas believed because he saw. Jesus said, blessed are they that have not seen, yet believe. Belief has always been required by God. When we don't believe God, we end up believing things that are anti-God. When Adam and Eve was placed in the garden, they believed God for a certain point, And then when the serpent came in, they chose to believe the serpent over God. Either you believe God or you're going to believe something anti-God. And whatever is anti-God is usually of the devil. So you're going to believe God? Yeah, but I just got to see something first. You got to show me a sign. The almighty God. The creator of all things. The one who breathed breath into your lungs. And man, every time I see children, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I saw Maddie, um, um, granddaughter this morning. I'm just like, man, God, I know I'd experience it with my kids. But every time I see it, it's just so mind boggling. I don't know if it don't boggle your mind every time you see, like, you know kids when the mom walked around like this, right? And they didn't exist. And all of a sudden they come out, you got them in this little thing, they in bassinets and all this stuff, and you're like, and then before you know it, they're walking around and talking. Man, who's responsible for that? I mean, it's something, if we just stop and just begin to just, man, God, I got to know you, because this is just amazing. How did we, how did we get here? How did she start walking and talking? How did me and you get to the age where we are? Somebody can tell our story about when we didn't exist. They remember when our mom was pregnant with us. Somebody can tell our story. And look at you now. Who is responsible for that? But you still want to see? You still want to see? Belief affects our past, present, and future. God's complaint about Israel after he had redeemed them and had brought them out of slavery and bondage was simply this. He brought them out of bondage. He delivered them out of slavery. And after a while, he had to say this to them in Numbers chapter 14, verse 11. He had to say this. How long will they, talking about his people, refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the miraculous signs I have performed among them. How long is it going to take us to just go all in? How long is it going to take? I don't know how to play, what's that, poker? When you just push all your chips in the middle and says, I'm in, man. How long is it going to take for us to do that? Yesterday I pushed all my chips in the middle. That's pushing your chips in the middle. When you say, I'm done, I'm beat, there's nothing else I could do. Well, you made a commitment to God to go in the house of the Lord to pray at 6 o'clock on Saturdays. Yeah, I know, but I'm tired. I'm worn out. And I've been doing the Lord's stuff all day long. I mean, it's not like I was doing my own little personal thing. No, man, I'm ministering to my daughter. I'm in the men's meeting, and, you know, we're doing some things for the Lord. I mean, I can really just miss prayer for that little bit of time, can't I? I mean, the Lord understands. And then the stuff that I got to do with Irvington has something to do with the church. The Lord understands. No, I pushed my chips in the middle. I said, I gave gave my life to this dude. I said, he can have it all. And ever since I tell he can have it all, I'm not playing no games. He can have it all. And when I mess up, I'm miserable. When when I don't do right by God, I'm miserable. I'm just like, God, how can I do that? Oh, you've been so good to me. And how can I make that kind of mistake? And I'm working hard to try to get back right with him because he has been too good to me. He has been so wonderful and so kind. And his promise unto me is unmatched just like it is for you his promise for you is unmatched you can search high and low 
you will not find any promise greater than the promise that God has for you. And you need to, with everything, every fiber, everything in your being, you need to push your chips in the middle and say, what you need, Jesus? You've been too good to me, and you have kept me. What do you need? What are we waiting for? Do we have to see something? What else do you have to see? What else do you have to see? We see the babies being born. We see God doing things in people's life, and we're still trying to see stuff. I wonder if God is saying that about us. How long till you finally believe me? How long till you finally believe me? How long till you finally believe me? How long? How long? What are you waiting on? What, what, what are you waiting on? What are you going to wait till you think it's last minute time is running out, then you jump in? I remember, for some of you that don't know this, I remember when the year 2000 was coming. Everybody was making all kind of arrangements because we thought that, you know what? It, th- this might be it. This might be it. Uh-huh. This might be it. We was making all kinds of arrangements. This, this is it. And we keep living by that, thinking that, you know what? I just got to slip in one of these days. You know, and, you know we, we wait for urgent times. We, we, we wait for, for things to really start pressing us before we start making the moves. I'll tell you about that in a little bit, because that's not really what you want to do. Don't let your mind play tricks on you in thinking that when time, when you start to sense that it's close, it's time. Because you, just like Y2K, you're going to sense and think it's close. And then you're going to, yeah, let me do right. And then 2000 came, 12 midnight. Computer's still up? Everything's still good? No problems? No nuclear stuff went off? We're good? Oh, okay. And then we just take our time just go back to what we used to do. You know, I had stopped drinking a little bit. I started going to church, you know, let me, let me, let me start, you know, sipping again. Let me, you know, I can miss church a little bit now because it didn't happen. Jesus ain't coming back. Uh, uh-huh. Th- that's how we think. But I'm telling you, that's a trick of your own mind. Your mind is tricking you. Mark chapter 9, verse 23 says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to help you with that in a second. The blessing in believing is this. All things are possible. That's the blessing in believing. All things are possible. Then Jesus backed it up. Watch this. Mark 9. That was 23. Look at verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Again, honesty. Transparency. I do believe, Lord, but there's some part of me that's still not believing. But I believe, Lord, but there's just some part of not, I don't know, I got some doubt in some area of my life. You know what this was all about? This man's son, from he was young, had a demon in him. He was demon-possessed. The demons would take over his life and he would throw himself in fire. He would throw himself in the water. He would throw, he would just treat himself terribly, cut himself and all these things because the demon was controlling him. And the father went to Jesus with tears in his eyes. He said, Jesus, I believe, I believe, I believe he can be delivered from this, 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 this demon that's controlling his life. I believe he can be delivered. We may never get a situation that deadly in our life to start believing. You may never get something that deadly. Does that mean you're never going to believe? Got to ask yourself that. Because, because we kind of live our life like that, waiting for something you know, crucial, something monumental, something that says this is life or death. And that's 
when we start making commitments. And who even knows time, those commitments are temporary because as soon as we think it's turning around, ask the doctors that make a whole lot of money off of us. They prescribe medicine for our sickness and we start taking it. And as soon as we start feeling better, no, not no more, y'all. That's what we start doing because we feel good. We don't even know if the sickness is still in us. We don't even know if what's wrong with us is still there. We're just going by how we feel. I feel okay. So I ain't taking that no more. We never stick to the plan of what we need to do. We always veer off. But can we do that to Jesus? Can we do that to Jesus? Are we going to veer off when it comes down to Jesus? And so in verse 25, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked them. He said, get away. I'm getting ready to do something dangerous around here. The foul spirit saying unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee. This is what Jesus said. Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. You know how that happened? Because a father said, Jesus, I believe. All before that, who was believing? We want things to be done, but we're not believing. We want to see God work, but we're not believing. And God is saying, if you will believe, I will work. If you will believe, I will do. If you will believe, look at what we read earlier. Crazy. No, I can't say it because I'll tell you, Thomas is not that crazy. Thomas is more like most of us. Yeah, he's more like most of us, right? The other ones were probably a little bit better than us. Thomas was more like us. But just look what Jesus did. Jesus walked through the wall just to say, Thomas, I heard what you said. You know, bring it in our language. I heard what you said. And, and, and you're saying you're not going to believe unless you put your hand in the nail print in my hand and in my side. That's the only reason you're going to believe? Well, here I am now, Thomas. Check out the hand. Check out the hand, Thomas. Check out the side, Thomas. What's up now? Yeah, I believe, Lord. I believe, I believe, I believe. But what the Lord pointed out, though, but you kind of missed your blessing. So if you're going to believe because you saw it, you're going to miss the blessing. If that's why you're going to believe, it's because you saw something, you're going to miss the blessing. Can you imagine if our kids did that to us? I'm not taking no shower, Mom. Until I can smell that I'm stink, because you said I would be stink if I don't think. I'm not taking no shower until I smell myself. You will lay that joker out. What are you talking about? You gonna take a shower? But what if he did that? I'm not taking no shower. Because you said I'm gonna stink and I don't believe it. So until I see that me stinking, I'm not taking no shower. That's what we do to Jesus. Until I see you do a miracle in my life, Lord, I ain't believing. Until I see you work this work, Lord, I ain't going to church. Until I see you heal me, I'm not doing this. Until, and we keep going, until, 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 until you do this, I'm not committing my life like I need to. That's what we do. And missing our blessing. And we keep saying, oh, I'm blessed, lying. Oh, I'm blessed. No, you're not. Because you're not doing anything off of belief. You're doing it all on show me. I need some proof. Until I get some proof, I'm not believing. Okay, then you're not blessed. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. All because of daddy says, I believe. I just don't know if all of us are going to have that situation. As a matter of fact, i got to be honest with you. Can I tell you this little pack I make with Jesus a lot of times? I said, Lord, I don't want to go through all that stuff. Just let me just do what I got to do up front. Let's get this deal going right. I do not want to have to go through some stuff to get you to work. What do you want from me, Jesus? Let me just do that up front. I'm not into that. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to be like almost close to death for him to do something in my life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, Jesus. No, just tell me what you need. I'm telling you, that's how I deal with my God. Just tell me what you need, Jesus. I don't need the deep things. I don't need that crazy stuff to happen to me for me to go tell you, man, you don't understand. This was going to happen, and the Lord came in and do this. I know we all want a good testimony. Listen, if he's going to do it with me, I don't even want that testimony. I don't even want to know. Just do it so I don't know, because I'd just rather just up front do what I'm supposed to do so I don't have to deal with all the craziness, Bob, because we know how that emotional thing can do us. You know what I mean? Stuff going crazy in your life and, 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 and emotionally you're just direct because of what's going on in your life, whether it's your children, whether it's you, whether, you know, your finances, you know, whatever it is, you know, they try to take you home. It could be anything and you're just a mess emotionally and God came through. That's cool. But man, just tell me what I got to do. I, I'd rather do it that way. I don't want to wait to go through stuff. I don't have to prove nothing else. God don't have to prove nothing else to me. Amen. Don't have to prove nothing else to me. I always tell the story. Some of you know it. Some of you never heard it. But I remember when I first started going to church, and my oldest son, obviously, come to church with me, and um, I got saved, and you know he got baptized, and he received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I remember, you know. The Lord bring you out of the places where you used to be before you went to church and he bring you out and put you in the house of God and you start living right and you get your life right. And so every once in a while now you, you, you know, you pass by to see if, you know, people still where they used to be because you want to be a witness to them. You know what I mean? He, 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 he bring you out to put you back in. Look at Moses. Y'all didn't know that. That's a whole new message. I'm not going to preach that. But he, he bring you out from where you used to be to work on you and send you back in. You didn't know that, huh? So he pulled me out from around the way. Let's call it around the way. <laughs> he pulled me out from around the way, cleaned me up, and just a little bit at a time just kind of let me go on the fringes around the way because I don't need to be all around around the way like that. And I remember one time my oldest son went around the way, and they said, man, I heard your dad a preacher now. <laughs> People are funny. <laughs> you know, when I was out on the corner drinking with them, I don't know what they called me then. Well, I know what they called them, but I'm just saying you know, so all, all of a sudden now, I'm, you know, your dad a preacher, huh? Man, yo, man, how you know that, that church thing is real and God is real and all that stuff? You know what the big son said? He said, listen, I can't tell you a whole lot about how I know, but all I know is I received the Holy Ghost. And I spoke with tongues. I don't even know what that is. I never did that a day in my life. So I can't give you all the explanation, but all I know is... I received the Holy Ghost, and I spoke with tongues. That had never happened to me before I started going to church. So that's how I know God real. And God will do that for all of us. Once he show you he's real, what else are we looking for? What else do we need? What else do we need to say, okay, I'll surrender my life. Listen, we got to believe God. When we believe God... All things are possible. When we believe God, there's blessings that will come with that. If we want to be a blessed people, we have to believe God. If we're going to obtain the favor of God, we got to believe God. Some of us, we're struggling with trying to do right. If you will believe God, you can do right. I know it just seems like you can't stop doing what you're doing. I'm with you. What I do know is God can deliver you. God can get you out of any mess that you were ever going to be in or you're in right now. There is no mess. Nobody cleans up better than Jesus. His cleanup make it look like it never really happened. Jesus will go the extent of the journey to make sure your life is cleaned up and it's like it never happened. 
If you would just trust and believe God, it doesn't matter your situation. All of us here today, let's not even be phony. We're here in the house of God because there's something that we need from God. I don't know what that need is that you have from God, but God knows that need. It might just be you want to go to heaven. Well, you still need God because none of us can go there except we go by him. He's the only one that is in heaven. You got quiet. Nobody else is in heaven but Jesus and the angels. Everybody else that died, they are in the presence of the Lord. They are not in heaven. Go read your Bible and you'll find out. But, 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 but all of us need something from Jesus Christ. And so we just got to be honest and open and transparent and believe. Because that's how we're going to obtain what we need from God. Are we just gonna are we gonna believe or are we just gonna make this be another sermon? Is this another sermon or are we gonna believe? Some of us are struggling and saying, Is that Holy Ghost real? There's only some people can get the Holy Ghost. There are some religion that teach that. That the Holy Ghost is just for some people. Well, they say it because they never received it. And because they never received, they stopped believing. And so in order to keep themselves feeling good about themselves, they put to speak their own blessing on their life by saying, everybody don't need it. God decide who he wants to give it to. Uh, go read Acts 2.38. It says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If that's just, he says, every one of you. It started with every one of you. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive. Remember, it started. Repent every one of you. What did that mean? Only Pentecostals? Special Pentecostal people? Is, is that what it means? Those special Pentecostal people. You know the ones that dance and shout. And it's only for them. It's not for anybody else. It's the special ones. And those ones that, you know, when they put their hand on you and pray, it's only for them. It's not for everybody. Well, you better go back and read your Bible. I want you to believe. And you will, you shall receive God's spirit if you will believe. You just got to believe. But because you didn't receive it, you're starting to not believe it. Listen, I'm finishing up right here. That word believe or believing is to have faith in God. That word believe or believing is to entrust our spiritual well-being to Jesus Christ. Who else are you trusting your spiritual well-being with? Yourself? You know, I understand this, but that's why God gives us a preacher. I understand that we are people who tends to try to take control of our life to make sure we're going in the right direction and doing the right thing. Let me tell you something. The journey that we are trying to be on, and for some of us, we are already on. Can I tell you this? The only one that has walked that journey, that has fulfilled that journey, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one that ever went on the journey we are on and fulfilled it and completed and now sits on the throne. There's only one. Uh-huh. This is why it is very challenging because we want to figure out that we might have, we can study and figure out and now do what we have to do to complete our journey. Impossible. Ain't happening. There's only one that has ever done it. This is why one of the reasons why we're following Christ, because he has done what we're trying to do. He has done what we are trying to do. Stop it. 
Stop trying to figure this thing out. Stop trying to get the answer from this one and that one. Stop it. Just obey him. Believe him. Just keep taking step by step because he's the only one that's ever completed this journey successfully. Nobody else. So the answer is not any place else. There is not no scholar. The scholar never completed the journey. The preacher never completed the journey. Nobody has completed this journey. Remember what I told you. Nobody, no human that lived in this world and died was or ever went to heaven and sit next to Jesus or kneeling next to Jesus. Nobody. Nobody. The Bible says nobody is in heaven. We're all, when we die in Christ, we, we die in the presence of God. This is why some people came up with purgatory. Because they know that they see how we just we just always try to make stuff so it can work for us. They read their Bible and realized that no one is really in heaven and that everyone that die in Christ, we are we are in the presence of God. Go to Luke chapter 16 and you'll see the rich man and the beggar man. Right. And so you'll see that when one died, the rich man, when he died, he didn't die. Right. He went straight to hell. And then the poor man died. His name was Lazarus. He died and he was carried away in Abraham's bosom in the presence of the Lord. It didn't say he was in heaven. Go check in, in, in Acts chapter 1, I believe, when it talked about David, that even David himself is not even in heaven. So nobody is in heaven but the Almighty and the angels. Now, eventually we will all get there. If we live right and obey him and believe him, we will all get there, but we're, nobody's there. Never heard that preaching before, huh? Listen, don't go mess with nobody's um, stuff. I, I, I teach the Bible not for you to go make people feel bad. Don't go tell nobody that. Because when they go to funerals, oh, they went home. <laughs> no, don't go and mess with it, please. What I just gave you is for you, not for your next door neighbor, not for your cousin, not for your whoever. It's for you to know that nobody is in heaven but Jesus Christ and the angels. And so because of that, we're all still on the journey. Nobody is a professional at this. Nobody can tell you because they have not completed it. When the preacher dies, he hasn't completed it. When when the professor died, he hadn't completed it. I don't care when that old prayer warrior lady that her knees is all scarred because she was praying so much, she didn't complete it yet. So they don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Until Jesus get off that throne and he comes to this earth. He won't touch the earth, but he will he will just be in the sky and he raptures the church out of here. Nobody is in heaven. Go, go read the, the, the scripture where it says, the dead in Christ shall, I thought they was in heaven. Uh-huh. Just trying to let you know the word of God. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Only one has completed the journey. Only one. We don't have a choice but to believe him. He has completed it. His writings are here for us to believe or not believe. If we believe his writings, then now we will be blessed. If we don't believe his writing, then we will miss out on the blessing. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What? How's that evidence when you didn't see it? <laughs> First Peter 1 and 6 through 8 says, Wherein we greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through the manifold temptation. Everybody's tempted. Don't act like it's just you. The trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, we're all going to be tempted, we're all going to be challenged, but the only way you make it through your challenge is by believing. <laughs> That's the only way you make it through. I believe God. Verse 8 says, whom have not seen? Haven't seen Jesus. 
whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now you see him not, yet believe in. You don't see him, but you're supposed to believe him. You don't see him, but you rejoice because guess what? You believe. And when you believe without seeing, that's where your blessing lie. This is why we've entitled the message today, The Blessing in Believing. If you're going to leave here blessed today, you have to believe. If you're going to live a blessed life, you're going to have to believe. Though Thomas proclaimed Jesus to be his Lord and God, Jesus reproved Thomas because he had seen or he had seen before he could believe. The blessed ones are they who have not seen and yet believe. Some people think they would believe in Jesus if they could see a definite sign or miracle. Go back to that Luke chapter 16 I talked about. Listen to this. When the rich man died, and the Bible says in hell he lifted up his eyes, he was being tormented. He said, Abraham, can you send someone to go tell my five brothers about this place called hell? Abraham's response to him was, they have Moses and the prophet. If they don't listen to the words that they're preaching, even if one come from hell, and go tell them about hell, they still won't believe. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to say, if God will only just do this, I will believe, and I will be faithful, and I will be committed, and I will go to church, and I will get involved. Stop lying to yourself, somebody. It's not true. It's not true. Don't tell yourself that. Listen, the word of God is so specific and know us. If if, if we see what we think we need to see, we still won't commit. Amen. You just have to decide one day, I believe. And I'm going to take that first little baby step. Whatever plan God has for my life, it might be grandiose. And it might be just marvelous. But I'll never get there until I take that first step. Hallelujah. You have taken the step to come to church. Some of us have taken the step to be born again. But there's steps, there's steps, there's steps that you've got to keep on. You've got to keep putting one foot before the other, one foot before the other. Keep on walking, keep on walking. Because as you keep walking, God is directing your path. And God is leading you to where he wants to take you. And you're going to look back after a year and say, wow, how did I end up here? And then after two years, wow, what is going on? And you just keep on looking back. And all you know is somehow these things are happening and I don't know how they're happening. I didn't do anything. All I kept doing was one foot before the other because you don't have nothing. You don't have nothing to offer. Just keep putting one foot before the other and you're going to realize what in the world? I say that every day till today. Still say it. What happened? How did I get here? I'm serious. How did I get here? Scary. And if you think about it, this is how you know God is just God. Because for some of us that look back and say, how did I get here? You know the thought that comes to my mind when I say, how did I get here? I can't stay here on my own. <laughs> when, I, when I say, how did I get here? I start shaking. Knees start knocking because I'm saying, I didn't get here on my own. And God, I certainly need you to stay here because you got me here. I didn't get here on my own and I need you to keep me. And it's scary when you think about how you got to where you got to in Christ and you think about where he can take you and knowing you don't have the controls. You only got where you got because you turned the controls over to him enough for him to get you there. But if you think you are right where you need to be in, in the plan of God, you want to think again. He needs you to believe again. Tell your neighbor you need to believe again. But Jesus say, we are blessed if we can believe without seeing. We have all the proof we need in the word of God. Whatever proof you need, it's in the word of God. Despite his skepticism, Thomas was still loyal to the believers and to Jesus himself. Some people need to doubt before they believe. I'm going to work with you a little bit. God don't leave anybody out. 
If doubt leads to questions, listen, I'm finishing here. If you will just humble yourself and not be arrogant, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what God will do. If we will just humble ourselves and not be arrogant, if we will humble ourselves and just say, God, have your way. If we will humble ourselves and not try to out-talk people and not try to present ourselves as this and that, just humble yourself and... Because even when you are doubting, if you're doubting in humility, that's a game changer. If you doubt with humility, it's a game changer. But if you doubt with arrogance, watch out. So Thomas... Look at him. If doubt leads to questions, questions will lead to answers. I have a thing that when I talk to people, I will know in the first two minutes if you want to know about God or you don't want to know about God. Because I'm always trying to lead people to Jesus whenever I can. So if I start having a conversation, I can tell when you're asking me questions because you're curious and hungry. Or you're just asking questions because you want to confirm why you aren't living for God. I know those two um, individuals. I know them well. I started talking to you. I said, mm-hmm. Trying to prove to me why they ain't living for God. So they're asking certain questions. And I just be nice and kind and answer the best way I can and leave them alone. Because they don't want to live for God. And they want to keep living the way they're living. So they ask certain questions so they can say, see, that's why, you know. Like, here we go. Here we go. I don't say I don't show it on my face. I don't show it. I just let them say, yeah, because, you know, all them hypocritical people in the church and you're trying to live. And in my mind, I take a deep breath. And I said, well, I understand. And I said, you know, you have good people in church and bad people in church. But what, it's, it's up to you. And I just leave it alone. Then I know those ones that saying, I was praying and I felt something. Could that be God? What, what do you think? Tell me a little bit more about the dream. That's what I would say, you know. And we'll talk and they'll share more. See, you know, God have a way of how he leads us to things. And, and we're talking because that person wants to know. So it's okay to doubt in humility. But when you doubt because you're arrogant and you're trying to prove that, hey, I'm okay, you're in trouble. So as much as we crush Thomas, he doubted not with arrogance. <laughs> oh, Thomas. He didn't doubt with, I, I don't care. You know, we preachers like to present it like he was like arrogant. I don't care. I need, unless I. No, what he was saying is, you all was here when he came. I wasn't. And I know y'all saw him, but I want to see him for myself too. And so he missing out on the blessing, yes. But he still is just being humble to say, I just want to see him too. Can I see him like you all saw him? And so that's what he asked. So the good news was, Jesus will come to you when you doubt, but you want the answer. Didn't we read that? That all of a sudden he appeared? So when your heart is right, but there's some doubt there, God still comes to you. But when your heart is not right and you're doubting, he leaves you alone. That's going to be the game changer for all of us. Some of us will believe. Some of us will doubt. But if all of us will humble ourselves unto God, he will show himself to us. He will show his ways to us. And if we will just believe without seeing all that we claim we need to see, we will experience blessings like we've never experienced them before. We will have church service where God will just show up and do some great and miraculous things. It is when doubt, if we will just doubt but be humble, we will get answers. It is when doubt becomes stubbornness and stubbornness becomes a lifestyle that doubt harms faith. When you doubt, don't stop there. Let your doubt deepen your faith. As you continue to search for answers. I close with the last two scripture in that 
book in John chapter 20, verse 30 says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book. Talking about God did miracles that were even recorded in the Bible. But these are written, the ones that we read about, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. If we will believe what's already written, we will have eternal life. We will be blessed, and our life will never be the same again. Now, I got to tell you this. Look, it's all closed, so nothing extra here. But I, but I have to tell you this. You can't believe and it not make you do something. You can't believe. I'm just letting you know that if you say you believe, but you just, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. And today when I leave church, I believe. The way we started service today, I just I just wish. Wish. I want to I, I want to believe. I do believe. That is not just the preacher. This is God didn't make me the preacher because I just happened to be crazy about him. I don't think that's how God works. I don't think so. But sometimes I stand back and I say, but why everybody not crazy about Jesus? I I refuse to believe that I'm only a preacher because I'm just crazy about him and I don't care how I look in front of him. And that everybody else is, I don't know, because they're not crazy about him. Where do we stop with this? What are we doing? Uh, Why are we afraid to just be free in Christ? How many of us, don't even put your hand up, how many of us are home literally lifting your hands and worshiping and praising God and the Holy Spirit moving and you talking in tongues and just stuff happening in your house, in your car? How many of us are doing that? I don't think many. So why not do it when we come here? Why not take full advantage when everybody is probably striving at least for eternal life? Why we don't just get beyond ourselves and just encourage each other? We will encourage each other by just praising. I watched it, so here's church experience. I won't call any names. My wife always remembers this. I remember when one particular brother in our church that we were in received the Holy Ghost. And this brother was businessman, sophisticated. He always kind of cool. He don't allow nothing to move him. And one day, the Holy Ghost moved him. And he started praising God and worshiping God and talking in tongues. Man, a, a power, a Holy Ghost praise broke out in the church. Because what happens is you have no idea who you encourage. You have no idea how you can help somebody else leave change because you decided to respond to God. People always had their eyes on you. And so when you responded, they're saying, if he can look so good and he praise God, why ain't he praising God? You, you see what I'm saying? If he can be cool, but he's praising God, why ain't he praising God? If she comes around and, you know, she always prissy, but she praising God, why can't praise God? We got to get into that place where we get beyond ourselves and stop trying to let people think you're something that you're trying to sell to them. I'm done being what I used to be. I ain't John Wayne no more. I'm just telling you. I know what that dude used to do. I ain't him no more. And so I got to own who I am now. 
I got to own who I am now. And who I am is a man of God. Who I am is a child of God. And wherever I go, I carry that with me. And when you see me, that's what you see. And I'm not covering it up. You just got to take it or leave it. Because guess what? I am so convinced. I am so convinced of who the Lord is and where he's taking me. I don't care what you think. Can I get some people to start not caring? Can I get some people to start not caring about what anybody says? So you clap your hands whether everybody is clapping. You shout hallelujah whether anybody else is shouting. When, when you feel like getting up and dance and jump, you just run. And you don't care what nobody else is doing because you are beside yourself. Because you know God has been good to you. You know you're blessed. Let's stand. Blessed is he or she who will believe without seeing. Ah. What are you going to do? Now that you believe, what are you going to do? Here's how it works. If I say I believe God, but I don't enter, okay, Holy Ghost. Okay, Holy Ghost. Okay. Ladies, he give you a ring, but he can't set a date. Uh-huh. I'm just getting, I let the Holy Ghost help me just, just now. That wasn't me. He give you a ring. He always talking about marriage. Can't set a date. For those of us that just come to church and we don't surrender our life by repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, and allowing God to fill us with his spirit, that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah, God. I know you almighty God. I know I need you to go to heaven. But I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm going to give my life, I'm going to give my life. Oh, God, I need you. That's what a dude tells a chick that he want her for the benefits. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Dude wants you for your benefits, but he don't want to legitimately put up or shut up. He going to try to milk it for as long as he can. And you hoping that if you keep being nice to him, he going to do the right thing. That's what you're hoping. But he never does. You keep compromising for him. But he never does. That's what we've been doing to Jesus. Oh, Lord, I know you're real. Oh, God, I'm going to give my life to you. But when I tell somebody you need to come and get baptized, yeah, maybe next week. Yeah, I know I need to give my life to God. You're just like that dude that's trying to use the girl and making promises just to get the benefits. You're trying to act like you want to be committed to God, but all you want is the benefits. Oh, God, forgive us, Lord. Somebody, somebody, you need to just ask God to forgive you. Stop looking to God for benefits. And God is just like that woman. That's how good he is. That's how good he's just like that woman. He's still going to bless you and love you. And you're, you, you think you're getting over. That's just the dude. The, the dude is just like that. He, he, he keep on selling you things. And, 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the poor woman, she just want to be loved. And just want to be in a right relationship. And she's doing what she, she's doing everything she can. She's not, she not thinking that she's being used. All she's saying is, I just want to be in a right relationship. I'm, I'm just giving you every opportunity to make it right. That's what God does for us. I'm giving you every opportunity to make it right. Here I am. I love you. I, and, and God knows, but he's just that good that he's still reaching out to say, I love you. I know you want benefits, but I love you. Because if you never enter into that right relationship with God, that day is going to come when you got to stand before him and he's going to say, I bent backwards over for you. I did everything I could to get you to marry me. Oh, I did everything to get you to enter into right relationship with me. 
I blessed you and you didn't deserve it. I gave you grace and you didn't deserve it. I gave you mercy and you didn't deserve it. I gave you all of that and you didn't deserve it. All you kept thinking was you getting the benefits, but you wouldn't commit your life to me. You wouldn't enter into a relationship with me. You just kept doing whatever you want just to please yourself. And God is my witness today. Somebody, you need to get it together. You need to get it together. Ah. 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 Then you got somebody, the Holy Ghost is talking to me. Then you got something that God says. We have entered into relationship. And I've been faithful to you. I've invested in you. And you won't treat me right. You won't treat me right. I do everything. I do everything. I, I please you. I give you what I know is right and pleasing unto you. I, I treat you right. I keep my hand upon you. And I'm doing all that I need to do as the husband. I'm treating you real good. And you won't, won't. Just give back to me. Oh, God. Which one are you? Are you the one that's trying to get the benefits without entering into a marriage relationship with Christ? Or are you the one that married him but just taking him for all the benefits? You're trying to be a gold digger. <laughs> you, got, you got married to Christ and all you want is everything you can get out of him but he can't get nothing out of you. You only show up only to get what you got to get out of him. You're trying to manipulate God and God is saying, you really think you can manipulate me? There's a scripture in Galatians chapter 6. I think it's 6 and 10. He says, God shall not be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, so will he reap. And you ain't playing God. If you think you are getting over on God by just giving him trinkets, by doing the little things that look good to God. I'm going to church today. I'll clap my hands every once in a while. I'll lift my hands every once in a while just to show faith. But God says, what are you giving me? Which one are you? We got we to gotta get this thing right. Oh, we got to get this thing right. God says, if you believe me without seeing, you will begin to do some things. Ah, I'm hearing from God. And God wants you to know that until you do the unthinkable in your mind, for you have said some things in your mind which you will not do. Just like Thomas said, I will not believe. Oh, God, help me here today. And the Holy Ghost is telling me, if you, 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 whoever you are that says, I will not, the very thing you say you will not, God says, if you will. Oh, it changes everything. The very thing you said you will not, God says, if you will, it changes everything. And that's when I will begin to show you blessings. You don't understand my blessings. You think you're blessed, but I'm telling you, until you believe, and through your belief, you will demonstrate in action. Until you, I have blessings stored up for you that you have no idea what it's all about. I have stuff I want to do in you. I have stuff I want to do for you that will blow your mind. But I need you to believe. I, I need whatever you said you will not. Uh, just like Thomas says, I will not. Uh, oh, God says, I want to get you before you get into a place like Thomas uh, and, and, and miss out on your blessing. He says, will you not? D don't worry about seeing it. Thomas will. He said he would not. Until he saw, God says, look how good I am to you. I am allowing you to still believe and not see because I want to bless you. I want you to be blessed. So you know what, my daughter? You know what, my son? I am not going to let you see just so I can bless you. I want you to believe without seeing. And then you won't just be like Thomas and just like, okay. But if you will believe it without seeing it. Whatever you said you will not, God says, if you will just say, I will. If you will just humble yourself and say, okay, God, I change. I change. 
I don't have to see no miracles. I don't have to see no signs. But I will. I will. I will, God. I am going to receive the word of God today. I'm going to receive the word of God in obedience. I'm going to receive the word of God into my soul. Never ever to be the same again. Oh, Oh, Jesus, will somebody go to the Lord on their own right now? Will somebody go to the Lord right now and cry out to him? Will somebody go to Jesus right now and surrender to him? Will somebody go to Jesus and talk to him? If you want to get on your face and talk to him so nobody can hear, you want to get on your knees, you want to come to the altar, you want to go in a corner where nobody can hear you, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Will you take this moment? It won't be a very long moment, but will you take this moment to express unto the Lord what you feel about him will you take this moment to express to the Lord that you believe and you will demonstrate your belief in the actions that you will show him oh God today Lord Jesus I believe you Lord I don't have to see it Lord Jesus I don't have to see it Lord God you've done so many things you've proven yourself so often oh God I don't need to see another miracle I don't have to see another great thing but I believe almighty God I will not doubt Lord God you can turn it around you can turn it around you can deliver oh God oh God you can make me what I could never have imagined oh God you can do the things that Lord I know only you can do and so God I give you my heart I give you my soul I give you all of me today Lord God and I I want you to do it. I want you to do what you need to do because I believe. I believe. And tomorrow will not come and I stay in the same thought pattern. Tomorrow will not come and I stay in the same way I've always been. Tomorrow will not come and I keep doing the same things without believing. God, I stand here today and I declare and I proclaim I believe. I don't need to see. I believe. I believe you give us a church in Hamilton that people will take notice of. I believe you will use us to minister to this community and thousands will be saved. And oh God, every kind of people under the sun, every culture, every diversity, they will be saved. I believe that you will raise up men and women of God that will minister, that will be pastors, that will be evangelists, that will be apostles. Oh God, that will be teachers. Oh, I believe you're going to raise up servants and people that will love, that will care. People, almighty God, that will have testimonies about the goodness of Jesus. I believe you're going to make us a resource to many. I believe God, we're going to be a holy people. I believe we're going to be a righteous people. I believe we're going to crush the devil's head. He thought he had us and he thought that he was going to take our life from us. But God, you're amazing and you're all powerful. And oh God, you are wondrous. And oh God, I believe, I believe you will never leave us nor forsake us. I believe you will keep us. I believe you will uphold I believe it. I believe it, Lord God, that we will have a great body of servants, of people that will play, oh God, instruments. I believe, Lord God, you're going to raise up preachers upon preachers. I believe you're going to raise up women that will be preachers in this church. I believe it, God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe that this place is going to be a place where relationships, Lord God, will get strong, that people will have bonafide, genuine relationship. I believe, almighty God, that we're going to be a people where the light of Christ will shine in us. I believe, I believe. What do you believe? What do you believe? And will you live your life like you believe it? Oh God, we love you. Oh God, we love you. Oh God, we love you. Oh God, we bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody believe with me today? Does anybody believe with me today? Does anybody believe with me today? Oh, hallelujah.